It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What's up, what's up, what's up, Reds fans? Welcome back into the Locked on Reds podcast. Hope you had a great long weekend. Hope you had a better long weekend than the Reds had. Hopefully you enjoyed the non-Reds version of your weekend because that was a bit disconcerting. We're going to talk about all that here in a minute. I got some good stuff, some bad stuff, some ugly stuff to get to. But first, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all of the podcasting apps, whatever one you're listening to right now. If you have not already subscribed, do it. Hit that little button right now. Also, save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. I want to hear from you. Give me a call, questions, comments, concerns. I know you got a lot of them, especially after last weekend. I want to hear them, 513-549-0159. And also, hit us up on Twitter, at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's. All right, so there was a lot of not-so-great things that went on in St. Louis and then even on Labor Day coming back home to play the Phillies. The Reds won one of those games. They played five since I last talked to you. They've won one of them. Not a great look for the Reddos. And when you look at how it happened, Saturday was not fantastic in that you had Trevor Bauer, which I'm going to talk about him in detail in a little bit, just blowing up again. And then the bullpen blowing it in game two on Saturday, the bullpen blowing it in game one on Sunday. And then finally in the finale in St. Louis, the Reds get a win and then they lose seven to one on Monday. So just, Overall, five-game stretch could have been uglier, but I don't know how. The good news is there were a couple of really good positives. First of all, I'm going to start out with Eugenio Suarez. We have talked a lot about Aristides Aquino. We've talked a lot about Nixon Zell over the season. We've talked a lot about Luis Castillo, Derek Dietrich. We've talked about the negatives of Joey Votto. I've even talked about Tucker Barnhart. I've talked about all of these guys a lot more than Eugenio Suarez. And that, my friends, is criminal. It's a terrible thing on my part. Eugenio Suarez has been probably the most consistently positive part of the Reds in 2019. From opening day to now, he has been absolutely amazing. And he hit that 40 home run mark over the weekend in St. Louis. And it's just a, it's time that we give him his due. 
not because he hit 40 home runs, because of what he has become. He has become this lineup's best hitter. With the kind of falling off of Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez has taken that mantle. Overall, best hitter in the lineup. You've got your best home run hitter in Aristides Aquino. I firmly believe he's going to be the cleanup guy, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But Suarez is the number three hitter in this lineup for the foreseeable future. Unless they go out and they get some crazy, awesome guy, I don't think they're going to supplant Eugenio Suarez. He is absolutely asserting himself as one of the best third basemen in this game. And the fact that he now has the record for the most home runs hit by a Reds third baseman in a season That's just icing on the cake. And the good news is, I know he was hit on the hand by a pitch on Sunday. Hit on the left wrist, actually, is what it looked like on the uh, replay. But x-rays came back negative. They said it's nothing more than a contusion. He's day-to-day. And we know that he gets hit there a lot. I think he gets hit on the wrist something like 594 times a season, which is unfortunate because I feel like if I got hit on the wrist a bunch too, but probably would be on the disabled list a little bit as well. The good news is he's going to avoid that. And there were some that were speculating and worrying that he may miss significant time, maybe even the rest of the season after that. Looks like he's going to be okay. And he can continue to hit the way that he's been hitting lately. He's just been absolutely on fire. And Suarez is the leader of this team moving forward, I think, as far as just overall out-of-lineup talent, I don't know. Give me what you got if you disagree or if you agree. Give me a call on the Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159. Also, real quick, too, because I want to mention it. Everyone's talking about it, so i got to throw my hat in the ring here. To Aristides Aquino, phenomenal. He hit his 15th home run on Monday, and he did it against the Phillies. And the reason that that is significant is because he hit his 15th home run in his 122nd career plate appearance. He now is the fastest rookie to 15 home runs. He supplants Reese Hoskins, the Phillies cleanup hitter. So it's funny that he did it against the Phillies in that manner. Just ironic. you got to love baseball for its simple ironies. Like that, but when I look at Aquino, he continues to keep up this performance. And now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that he's going to hit home runs at this rate for his entire career. I, I did some maths on that, and whenever I did the equation, and I think I calculated, I probably calculated it wrong. But just looking at it, if he has at as many at bats as Hank Aaron did. He will hit 1,624 career home runs. Guess where that's going to put him? First, by like 800 home runs. So, yeah, probably didn't keep up that pace. But it's fun to think about right now. And the fact that he is doing different things now at the plate. He's not just hitting home runs. It's not as if he's hitting home runs, walking, or striking out. He also gets singles and doubles, and he hits with runners in scoring position, and he hits with runners on base. He does everything you want a cleanup hitter to do. And he's starting to really assert himself as the guy that I'm looking to, unless they go out and they get a cleanup hitter, which is totally possible. This offseason is about to be a lot of fun. 
people. A lot of fun. Who knows what they're going to do with it. But if they don't go out and sign that cleanup hitter or trade for that guy, they have a guy in-house who looks to be the part. I don't know. Right now, that's the way it seems. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. I want to talk about Trevor Bauer after the break. Just I don't know. Just kind of maybe think a little bit about Trevor Bauer. But on the good side of things, too, I also want to talk about Anthony DiSclefani and something I was wrong about. But first, whatever's on your feet right now is not even close to as comfortable as what Bombas are. Bombas are what feet daydream about, and with every pair of socks purchased, one pair is donated. Buy your Bombas at B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash locked and get 20% off your first purchase. Today's episode of Locked On Reds is also brought to you by Postmates. Have you tried the food delivery, grocery delivery, everything delivery, whatever you need, when you need it, delivery service in Postmates? When you're sitting on the couch and you've really got a good binge-watching kick in, you're sitting there and you're right in the groove getting through that season of whatever show it is that you're watching. You really don't want to get up, but you're hungry. Your stomach's growling, kind of like mine is right now. Get on the Postmates app, and if you have not already signed up, sign up for Postmates through the app and use promo code Locked. On that's L O C K E D O N, you'll get a hundred dollars in free delivery for your first seven days when you sign up at Postmates. Postmates is going to bring things right to you so you don't have to wait in lines, you don't have to get out and drive, you don't have to worry about traffic, worry about wasting time with all of that waiting stuff. Postmates. Download the Postmates app, enter promo code LOCKEDON for $100 in free delivery for your first week. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Tuesday. Hope you had a great long weekend. And if you didn't have a great long weekend, I hope that your weekend and your Monday at work went well as well. I had Monday off. Not to brag, but we're talking about the Reds weekend in which nobody's bragging about because they went one in five on the, you know, including Labor Day in there. And one of the big reasons was Trevor Bauer. He, he wasn't a reason in every one of the games, but definitely that first game on Saturday, that, that was rough, man. Like, we keep watching Trevor Bauer pitch, and we keep waiting. We keep thinking, okay, well, he's done giving up the runs. Here's where he figures it out. Here's where he turns it on. And it just doesn't happen. He keeps giving up more runs. And, I mean, on Saturday, it was another rough outing in the very first game of two straight days of doubleheaders. And they kept talking about it. Jim Day and Chris Welsh kept talking about it on Fox Sports Ohio how you've really got to get a good footing in that first game as far as the starting pitcher is concerned because if you don't go long, then your bullpen is taxed early. He did get four innings in, but you definitely want more innings from Trevor Bauer, especially knowing what he averages as far as pitch count whenever everything is going well. He can get up to 120 pitches whenever things are rolling, and that's a lot of innings that you eat with 120 pitches. 
Now, the thing is with him, though, he gave up home runs. He was walking people. And that has been his Achilles heel this season. As I think I believe, uh, seeing that he leads the league in both walks allowed and home runs allowed. And that's not good. That being said, I still think that he is the guy to be the third pitcher next season. I don't, I don't know how you ascribe this. There's, there's talk going around, and, and I kind of buy into this talk that he's tipping his pitches somehow. I don't know how he's doing that. I've seen someone say, well, he keeps the webbing of his glove open whenever he's trying to grip his pitch, and that's tipping his pitch. I don't know if that's what it is or if the way that he holds his curveball. The, the Cardinals were locked in on his curveball. Just absolutely all over it. Yadier Molina had two at-bats against Trevor Bauer. He swung at the first pitch in both at-bats, and he got a double and a home run. That's locked in. So whatever it, whatever it is, if he's just throwing beach balls or something, they got to figure that out. And the way to do that, you got to do it here in these in this last month. I don't know that shutting him down is the answer. Now, that all is to say that if this isn't injury-related, if this is injury-related, and, and there were reports, and he even corroborated those reports, that he was hurt before he was traded to the Reds. He kind of pitched through some injuries early on this season. If he's hurt, shut him down. I totally agree with that. If if he is hurt in the slightest, there's absolutely no reason to continue to throw him out there at less than 100%. Rest him, get him healthy, get him ready for next season when you're really going to need him. Next season is the big one. Next season, they're going for it. Right now, they're going for nothing. In fact, right now, they keep creeping back into last place. They've only got a four-game cushion now between them and the Pirates. It's kind of a bummer to say that, but that's just the way that things have gone as of late. And if that's the case... There's no reason to overextend guys who could mean a lot to the 2020, you know, quote-unquote playoff run in the name of win 76 games. You know, that whole thing that I think Bob Castellini or somebody was quoted as saying that, you know, if we can win 76 games instead of 73, then we're going to do that. No, don't, don't do that. Don't overstretch guys in the name of a few more wins that mean absolutely nothing. But then also, and we'll talk about Trevor Bauer some more this week as he's got a start coming up. Also, I want to talk briefly before we end today's podcast about Anthony DiSclefani. And I know I mentioned the idea, and, and I talked about it in a couple of different interviews with people, and I brought it up on the show about the Reds could possibly non-tender him, maybe save a, a little bit of money and use it elsewhere. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they should do that, especially with them shutting down Alex Wood because Alex Wood's back problems crept back up again. They're not going to re-sign him. I don't see them bringing Alex Wood back unless he comes back for cheaper. And if you're Alex Wood, why would you come back for cheaper if you've already kind of set a benchmark of pay? I just don't see that happening. So I think they go to arbitrate. They probably try to avoid arbitration with Anthony DiSclefani. They install him right there into the number four spot in the rotation, and you move on. 
because he has been phenomenal as of late, and that's what his career has been. He goes through some stretches where, you know, maybe he's given up about four or five runs in a start, something like that, and then he goes through stretches like this. His last two outings, he's pitched at least seven innings and looked very well doing it. He just didn't get the run support on Monday that he needed if the lineup had been doing anything other than Aristides Aquino then that, that game may have been different because he was pitching pretty well. But Anthony DiSclefani, as a whole, has looked pretty good this season. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, man, he is awesome. He's really good, you know? And, and if <laughs> you could be a homer and say, oh, he's amazing. Or you could be a downer and say, well, he, he could have a better ERA. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm happy with where he is. He is a great number four starter. He could be a pretty decent number three, you know, for a different team. But on this team right now, where we expect Trevor Bauer to be next year, you've got Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray up at the top. That is an amazing four-man rotation when you put in Anthony DiSclefani. I love it. I'm done with the whole non-tender Anthony DiSclefani. Sign him, pay him the five, six, seven million that he's gonna be due next season, and you've got a really deep starting rotation before you even go to free agency. Love it, love every thought of that. Anyway, we're gonna end that on a good note for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed if you have not already done so. Find us on Twitter at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's. Save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone 513-549-0159 and give me a call. Give me a text. Whatever you got. Questions, comments, concerns. 0159. For the Lockdown Reds podcast, my name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you guys and gals tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.